Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 92 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. Don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast at the new website, ayankonthefooty.com, and I hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can share your views on uh, issues of the day in the game. You can leave me a review for the podcast there as well. And uh, you can also get on the mailing list as well there. So check out ayankonthefooty.com. If you want to help out the show, consider helping me out at Buy Me a Coffee. You can find the link on the website as well as uh, checking out the store page on Redbubble, which is also linked on the website as well. That'd be fantastic. Again, you know, if you uh, get on the mailing list, the episodes will come to you as soon as they get out and as soon as they're distributed. You'll have them right away. All right, folks, I do want to go ahead and uh, take a look at today's club of the episode, and they are the Goodwood Saints Football Club from the South Central area in Adelaide. They've got over 640 registered players throughout their clubs with over 2,000 members. You can find them on their website, goodwoodsaints.com.au, or on Instagram, searching for Goodwood Saints FC. This past weekend, their 14 clubs went 11-3, with all five of their senior teams winning their games. Best of luck to the Goodwood Saints as they continue their 2021 fixture. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this uh, discussion. This is a uh, discussion that's been a while in... uh, in the making, uh, we've traded a lot of emails. We've traded a lot of messages on LinkedIn. Uh, there are some discussions that are kind of going on between this gentleman and I. Uh, we might have something to to say about that here in the in the near future. But an absolute blast and an absolute gentleman, a a great podcaster in his own right, and uh, I, I truly enjoyed sitting down and talking with him. Now, it was a little bit late for me. I we began this uh, interview. He's in Adelaide, and I'm here in Ohio. Uh, so Bevan be- began the interview with me uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, while I began it at 11.30 the previous evening. So by the time we wrapped this up, it ended up being around 2.15 or 2.30 in the morning. Now, that, w- that would have been time where I typically would have been up watching a game anyway, so being up at that time was not completely unique to me. A great discussion, a lot of laughs. This gentleman has a significant amount of insight into the game of footy, and it was great to actually get to be able to talk talk to him and tap into his reservoir of knowledge, uh, whether it be you know working as a commentator uh, or just being a, a darn good interviewer and. Uh, and discussing the game and discussing a lot of other issues with uh, different legends uh, in this you know, his podcast being, of course, Legends with Bevo. So sit back, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the episode. Okay, I'll come back to you after it finishes up, and we'll close things out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is the ground announcer for the West Adelaide Football Club. He's also a commentator with the NBL One. He hosts the Talking Sandful radio show with Smurf, and we'll get into him in a moment, as well as hosting the Legends with Bevo podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Bevan Jones to the podcast. Bevan, thanks for coming on, sir. I'm glad we were able to set up a time so early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> glad you could join us and come on tonight. Craig, it's great to be it's great to be on, mate. Thanks so much for the chat, and uh, and well done for everything you've done with your podcast so far. It's, uh, it's fantastic. 
thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. It's been, it has been an absolute blast doing it. You know, of course, you know, you, you work in the media and you work, do a podcast as well. There are, there are times where parts of it get to be a little tedious. Editing <laughs> is so much fun. You know, I'm, I'm still working with GarageBand. Um, I downloaded a sample version of uh, Reaper, Hindenburg Reaper. And it is, it's like it's in a different language. I tried, I tried, I tried taking an, an old interview just to, to practice with it. And I put it in there and started to manipulate it around. And it, it, it came out sounding like a scene from the, the, the bar scene from Star Wars with the different sounds coming out. I have no idea. I just, I just shut it off. Cause I have, I haven't figured out how to use it yet, but uh, it's uh, I reckon a good one to use um, is Adobe audition. Okay. Um, that's pretty, yeah, pretty user friendly. Okay. So yeah, that's this the one, one I use for audio. Yeah, this is one I. Uh, it's like sixty bucks for this one. Um, yeah, so I don't. I haven't looked at Adobe Audition, but that's uh, probably one I should check out because I'm. St I still yeah, have like the good. sample version of this one. Okay, so <laughs> you you've been somebody who's worked in uh, sports media for the last several years. You know, you're. And I, I was reading through your uh, your list of activities and such on LinkedIn, and you've got. Uh, you're somebody who wears a lot of hats. Okay. And uh, a lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what led you to get involved in journalism? What, what gave you that bug to want to do that? It's actually a really good question, Craig. Um, in my mid thirties, I got to a stage in my life and at the time I was single and I'd been sort of working in state government in Adelaide doing administration and project type roles. And um it was getting to a stage where it was getting a bit stale and I was was bored and I thought to myself, oh, you know, I've got another 30, 30 plus years of, of working full time and some people are just happy to go to work and um, do their Monday to Friday jobs or whatever it might be and, and go home and to their kids or whatever the outside lives are. But I'm the sort of person where I want to go to work and actually really enjoy what I'm doing. So I thought I've always wanted to get into the media. I've always wanted to be a journalist. I didn't quite get the marks at high school to get into journalism when I was younger. So I was lucky enough through doing some other study to get into a Bachelor of Arts in Media and Communications. Um, and then I studied that part-time um, for sort of about a year and a bit and then decided to move to Melbourne. So I quit my government job, moved to Melbourne in the hope that I'd be able to get a bit of media experience and wouldn't believe it, I actually ended up working in government over there after all that, trying to get out <laughs> of government. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Got to um, pay the bills. Exactly right. And then while I was, while I was working full time, I was still studying my media degree. And then I found out that um, leaving Melbourne and coming back to Adelaide, I could study full time and finish my degree a lot sooner with credit and what have you. So, so yeah, basically 2016, I finished a Bachelor of Arts in Media and Communications as a mature age student. So hanging out with all the 19, 20 year olds and, um, but I actually had a, had a lot of fun and made some great friends along the way. And, and then 20, 2016 was incredible. I think I did about six or seven internships, went all around Australia, out of my own pocket, you know, worked to, I went to Charles Head in Adelaide for a week, went to the ABC in Port Perry, which is a regional town about three hours from where I live. And, um, you know, just went all over the place trying to get experience. And then in late, late 2017, I got my first ever gig as a full-time radio announcer, um, breakfast radio in, again, in regional South Australia, a place mm -hmm. called the Riverland. So it's about three hours drive from Adelaide. And, um, was an amazing, amazing job. Very challenging at first because I hadn't done a lot of paneling before. And to give you a bit of a bit of an understanding, in in Adelaide, like in or in capital cities, basically 
they have producers, they have heaps of different people helping the two presenters behind the scenes. In country radio, it's completely different. You have to produce the show, panel the show, host the show. Um, it's unbelievable. Like I was doing 12, 13-hour days and it's quite overwhelming at times, but sort of six months I was doing that, I learned so much and interviewed so many incredible people and um, then sort of came back to Adelaide and because uh, that sort of end of my six, six months had finished and I was like, what am I going to do now? And then I caught up with a, a mentor of mine, the great Phil Smythe in, in Adelaide. People know him very well. He's a championship coach and made the Olympics four times as well, one of the few people to play basketball at the Olympics on four, on four occasions. Wow. Um, not many four-time four Olympians. So, yeah, incredible guy. And so basically he just came up with the idea of doing an online footy tipping show uh, so back in those days, this is now we're talking about April 2018, it was called uh, Chewing the Fat. So mm -hmm. basically what would happen is I'd get different guests on every week and we'd talk about the footy and um, about their careers and what have you. It could be sport, entertainment, different people. Uh, and then sort of doing that for about 12 months and then at the end of the footy season, I'm like, I'm really enjoying doing this. Um, why don't I just keep this going? And um, now, yeah, three and a bit years later, it's, it's now called Legends of Bevo. It was rebranded in late 2019. And I've now been probably interviewed close to 200 people the last few years um, of some fantastic. of the biggest names in sport and entertainment and in, in the community as well. I don't really say no to anyone because I think everyone has a story to tell, yourself included, Craig. So, so that's pretty much how the Legends of Bevo journey uh, began and where it's at so far. And, um, yeah, the West Adelaide gig I was just lucky enough to get only a couple months ago just – basically through interviewing people for Legends of Bevo, interviewing a okay. few players from the, from the West Adelaide Football Club. Um, so that's uh, that's been really fun doing that the last few weeks. And then the NBL, again, that's sort of just right place, right time. And, yeah, really enjoying that as well. So, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a very now, long story, uh, is, but, but is, that's where I am. Is the NBL one, is that is that something similar to like, you know, as we were talking before we started that recording tonight, you know, uh, you know, Port Adelaide and Adelaide's uh, Sandville team. Just the NBL one is that similar to that for the NBL? Yeah, kind of like the minor league group, if you will. Yeah, well done. Okay. You've absolutely nailed it. So you've got the NBL, which is the equivalent to the the, the AFL in basketball terms, mm -hmm. um, which is a fantastic competition. You might have heard Josh Giddy, who's been playing for the local Adelaide 36ers team. He's he's going to be drafted next year potentially in the top, they're talking maybe top 15 in the NBA, which is an amazing story. Uh, long story short, his dad, Warwick, used to play basketball for the Melbourne Tigers in the NBL. Um, and, and Josh is his son, and he's just done incredible things. The first first uh, player ever, first Australian ever to get two triple doubles in a row. So he did that in the NBL recently, which is amazing. Cool. So the NBL cool. one, uh, in answer to your question, yeah, is the league below the NBL, so you're correct. Yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about the country radio where you were having to do everything, and I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking, that's like doing a podcast by yourself. That's, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing, what I'm doing. You know, put, putting out the podcast. You know, and I see people on social media who are doing podcasts, and oh yeah, I recorded, I recorded, you know, six episodes this week and sent them all out to the person due to the editing, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, where the heck is this money tree that you've got that you're doing all that stuff with? Because you're paying somebody <laughs> to do that with, you know, it's a uh, you know, I, I'm definitely doing mine on the cheap right now. Uh, yeah, oh, it's funny you mentioned that as well. When I first started, this just 
goes to show you how far it's come. When I first started doing my, my interviews back in April 2018, I was actually doing them in a cafe on my mobile phone. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get my wife, well, now wife to do it, but girlfriend back then, she'd film it on, on her phone, on my phone. And, and you look back at the quality and think, wow, how far it's come in the last three years because I'm now doing it in a studio called Pod Booth. I'll give a shout out to Rory, who I, th- I think you might have even chatted to, Craig. Um, Pod Booth is just amazing. You know, he's a guy that used to work at Channel 7, ex camera guy, who's just got this amazing studio. The quality is just next level. And so many people have just said the same thing. My videos have gone to a whole new level. So it does cost me a little bit of money out of pocket each time. I have got some sponsors to cover that, thankfully. Yeah. But um, I, I just think it's so worth it for the quality of, of the videos. But you're right, though. Um, it, it's not for everyone. Some people are just happy to do it on the cheap and do it themselves, which is which is great. But yeah. I'm, I'm the sort of person where I don't have the time. I don't have the time to edit my my own videos and what have you. So it's great to have Rory, who's passionate and knows what he's doing, to be able to do that. So this this has been one of the things that has worked out well with uh, doing the live episodes that I've been doing for the last uh, six or seven weeks because I'll. I'll do those on Tuesday nights, which is uh, which is like ten o'clock in the morning, Melbourne time, and have a few people that will kind of call in and talk about some things. But then, you know, I, I've got my list of stuff to talk about, but I don't do a whole lot of editing from the live episodes. It's yeah, I get it done. It down, you know, the Podbean app downloads it for me. I throw the introduction music on there and any kind <laughs> of introduction I need to have, and I I can have that live episode out in the matter of. Uh, about an hour after I finish it up, I can have it out there. Fascinating. So That's awesome. it's, uh, and, and there are some hiccups and some glitches here and there in it, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's quote unquote live radio, if you will. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> things are going to happen. Uh, you know, you get the, the, uh, you know, talking to somebody 15,000 kilometers away, occasionally the audio makes that sound where it kind of goes, and it kind of just, <laughs> you kind of just, something's happening on the cables that are you know going across the pacific ocean but uh it all works out and uh yeah but i do still do a lot of editing with the the interviews like what we're doing right here will be i'll definitely be working on that um when it gets done so you know you you'd mentioned off air you know that the the adelaide club and the port adelaide club are kind of the are the you know are the equivalent of the vfl clubs for the victoria based teams uh, that's correct the other and i know there are what i think 10 teams in the sandful yeah well done okay you're um, over it yeah so there was eight last year because port and the crows were not in it last year due to the covid situation mm-hmm. uh and this year yeah port and the crows are back in it so you're right there's there's 10 teams and a lot of people are not happy about it to be honest craig um because they they enjoyed the competition last year without the two afl teams but um that's the way it is so let, let me ask you this, because, you know, I know that the player, most of the players that are playing on the Adelaide and the Port Adelaide teams are people who are not getting selected for the 22 or the 23 now. Uh, but the other eight clubs, like the one that you're announcing for. West Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, where, where does the, where do the players from that list or from, from their list come from? Who, what makes up that group? Where, you know, the skill yeah, set really and that type of thing. Um, so West Adelaide do have a reserves team, um, which which do play in the Sandful as well. Uh, so there's eight teams in the reserves competition. Um, it's it's a little bit hard to explain to people that don't sort of follow footy, but uh, or local, especially local local footy in the Sandful. But so you've got ten teams in the in the league, 
which mm -hmm. is your, your main sample competition, including Port and the Crows and the other eight teams, like you mentioned. In the reserves, which is the like the league below the sample, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you only had the eight teams. So Port and the Crows did actually have another reserves team a few years back, um, but they've now scrubbed that. So in other words, um, so when, say, say Eagles are playing against the Magpies, actually what happened last week, then if the, the game before that won't be the Eagles versus the Magpies because they don't have a reserves team. So it might be like Eagles versus Sturr or something like that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so that's where the players... So the players come from the reserves. And then also, um, like there's players from all around South Australia, even interstate. I interviewed six West Adelaide boys before the season started, which I mentioned to you before, sort of, um, I guess, helped me with getting the ground announcer role and, and knowing the club and the players pretty well. Um, and a lot of those guys, in fact, almost every one of the guys I interviewed um, were actually from interstate, funny enough. Okay. So that actually, yeah, that, that actually came over to West Adelaide to play Stanford footy because they know the competition's so good. Um, and they'd previously come from Canberra, Gold Coast, clubs, but with the competitions not being as strong over there, they want to come and play for the sample, being a stronger league. So now, that's yeah. Are some of these are some of these players that are playing on a club like West Adelaide? Are they, are they some of these folks? Have they previously been on an AFL list, but maybe have been delisted? Yes. Okay, so yes, they're on. so yeah. this is where they're this is where they're trying to find their way back to. They're trying to they're trying to exactly. show their show their their um, abilities and try to hopefully that. You know, some list manager is going to say, "Yeah, let's go ahead and pick this guy up in the in the next draft and bring him back to bring him back into our club because he's playing well right now." Okay, that is exactly that's okay. exactly right, Craig. You're, you're all over it, mate. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's one o'clock in the morning here, so yeah, I, I have to I have to be at my alert best here. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so if you're if you're listening to this now, yes, we're doing. I'm I'm recording this a little bit late in the evening, so um. And I, uh, I am still wide awake due to, uh, my friend caffeine. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was looking around, you know, and I, I was trying to figure out where these different teams were located. Uh, and, and, and I, I think I figured out that, uh, most of them are basically in Adelaide proper or in the suburbs, if you will, around, around the city, you know, cause That's I, correct. cause I, I, I was on Google maps looking and I, and I was, and I'm getting a little bit north of Adelaide, and I'm realizing this is turning into desert really quickly. You know, and I and I and I, I was kind of I was going up what I was going up the road the I was going up the A87, the Stewart Highway, and I and I was just trying to find places where they might be playing these games. And I I ran into a place called Cooper Petey or Petty, yes. and uh, just I dropped no, a little you, guy. You pronounce it. You pronounce it right the first time. Okay. Cooper Petey, well done. Well, well I, yeah. I dropped I dropped a little guy on Google. You know where they where they have the car that goes by with the cameras. I dropped a little guy on the blue road. Well, he. I dropped him inside an underground motel and, uh, and I, and I was, I'm thinking, you know, well, and I'd heard of those before, but how far outside of Adelaide before, you know, do you have to get before you start getting to the point where it's so hot that they have the underground motels? <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, that's a good four or five hours out of the, okay. out of the city. Though. So there is a, there's a place called Barra, um, which like probably about three or four hours away from Adelaide CBD. And um, that's actually, yeah, that's actually got underground mines in it, believe it or not. So, okay. um, yeah, very interesting town. <laughs> um, in terms of what you mentioned before, though, Metropolitan. So you've got you've got a team called South Adelaide, which is probably the furthest team south. 
and that's from the Adelaide CBD, probably about half an hour to an hour's drive, depending on traffic. And then exactly the same thing, the other side of town in the north, heading out towards the beautiful Barossa Valley, you've got a club called Central Districts. And they're, again, they're probably about half an hour to an hour away. Okay. So uh, they're a very, they were a very strong team in the, in the 2000s. Like they were just unbeatable at one stage and won, won a number of premierships and um, broke all sorts of records. But they sort of, over the last few years, they've sort of been struggling and um, I guess they've had to go through a bit of a rebuild to, to get back up again. So, um, but it's a very, it's a very even competition. It's really good to sample. Yeah, because I've been, yeah, you know, I'm trying to learn more about the the local leagues or the state leagues, if you will, because I, you know, I, I jotted down on my notes here. I said I'm somebody who continually, as somebody who's only been following the game for for five years or following the AFL for five years, I tend to fall in the trap that a lot of people do when they 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 mix it, you know, they mix AFL with Aussie rules, you know. And then, and I have people, you know, the, the purists who remind me, you know, AFL is that league, Aussie rules is the game, and 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 I get it, but I I always fall into that trap, and I'm like, like, no, what, I got it, yes, you're right, I was I was wrong yet again on that, so I just, yeah, I, um, yeah, I just don't, uh, yeah, what was the, I jotted down here, I said, yeah, yeah, so so for somebody who is someone that doesn't know a lot about the state leagues at all, I mean, I. I knew where to find the the website i've got i actually have the sandful app on my phone so i can look at things on there and such i was actually trying to find some trivia questions to ask you and then i I read a little bit more of your bio on linkedin and i realized i'm not going to ask this gentleman any trivia questions because he probably knows all of them (laughs) so that's that's true yeah i'll do i was doing pub trivia hosting from 2011 up until last year, but unfortunately due to the COVID situation, yeah. Craig, um, that all got shut down. So yeah, it's a real shame. I do miss my pub trivia, but hopefully that will come back again soon. So this is, you know, you, uh, that's that we mentioned earlier, you wear a lot of different hats to work there. So what is a, uh, what does a typical work week look like for you? Take us, take us through, through like a Monday <laughs> through Sunday for, for the listeners, you know, because, you know, even for the people who are listening to you commentate at, you know, the West Adelaide games, or they're listening to the, uh, your podcast, you know, they may not know the other components of this. So t- tell us what a week is like for you. So they go, yeah, this guy's yeah. working hard. <laughs> it's a really good question, actually. And I'm very fortunate to have a wife that is very understanding and I don't see that often. So, <laughs> um, but basically I work a Monday to Friday retail job. So it's a, uh, pretty basic just as a merchandiser uh, which means just going out to different supermarkets and and really just filling the shelves and building displays and and what have you so um basic level retail job which which is which is okay for now um because it allows me to have that flexibility to do my interviews outside of that so i do at least one interview for legends of Bevo a week um and just recently actually craig i've started a new show with the tokyo olympics not far away um, every every second week, I now have a different Olympian past or present come on and talk about their Olympic experience, which is really fun. So, so there's a lot of yeah, a lot of time spent trying to organise guests, researching yeah. that sort of thing, and then um, then outside of that, as you mentioned before, I'm also doing commentating for the NBL. So there's a lot of research and preparation that goes with that. That's sort of once a week or once every couple of weeks, depending on when the games are. Um, 
Plus, I've also last couple of weeks been commentating the sample under 18s and reserves as well. So, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of research involved with that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very busy lifestyle, that's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I, I haven't asked you this yet, but uh, are you a, a port supporter or a crow supporter? A very passionate port supporter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm really excited about tonight because it's, it's the big showdown here in Adelaide, which um, it just, it goes gangbusters. And this is one thing that really frustrates me. And, and even Melbourne, like Melburnians are even starting to realize how good the showdown is. Uh-huh. And they still can't make it a Thursday or Friday night standalone game. It, it does my head in, Craig, because everyone knows how good it's – it's the best rivalry in, in, in footy. And there's been so many great showdowns over the years. So it's such a shame that tonight, being a Saturday night, it clashes with – which is another good game of footy, mind you, Melbourne versus Sydney, two really good teams. Right, but, right. But it should be a standalone Friday night or Thursday night game. And as soon as the AFL does it, you know, the sooner the better because it it's such a good game of footy that no matter who you, who you barrack for, there's so many people over in Melbourne that don't barrack for Port of the Crows. It's just mutual supporters that mm-hmm. just love watching the showdown because it's it's so good. And it doesn't matter because obviously Port's going into the game as the favourites, but so often, and this is why I'm a bit nervous as well, because you never know what's going to happen on the showdown. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you would. You, yeah. You, know, you, you definitely want to have the, uh, you want to have bragging rights in the city. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. And it's also a bit, it's been raining this morning as well, and Port hasn't been playing very well. Like they played against Brisbane last week and, um, we're down by 49 points against Brisbane and they were very disappointing. So yeah, they've got to be on their game tonight. I was going to I was going to ask, what, did, did they really play against Brisbane last week? I mean, I think they got on the plane, but I don't know if they, did they get <laughs> off the plane? Yeah, that was, yeah, they, they took it on. Brisbane's getting, you know, the, and they did that without Lockie Neal. And it's, yeah. uh, well you know, I, yeah. I think that is still, you know, that's still a club that I think is going to be dangerous and you know, adding Joe Danaher to that mix is just—I think—is gonna just gives them a whole new facet uh, of being able to attack the goal. And I think that could, you know, that could definitely work out well for them before the season's up. Um, it's so—it's such an even competition. Everyone's talking about Melbourne as being a premiership favourite, and and you know, so they should be because they're seven and zero at the moment, and a real chance to go ten and zero because they've got a, a few winnable games. But um, as we know. With Port last year, it doesn't matter where you finish on the ladder because if you can't win a final, mm-hmm. you know, Port should have beaten Richmond. They lost by six points. They had so many chances to win that game. It frustrates me talking about it all the time. But um, it doesn't matter how you go during the season because it's how you go in the finals. Right, so right. it's just all about getting there. And, I mean, obviously, finishing the top four, you've got a double chance. So you're more likely to, to win the flag. But... As, as we've seen in the past, Western Bulldogs did it in 2016 where they won the premiership finishing, I think, sixth or seventh during yeah, the minor season. Yeah. So, well, um, and- minor round season. So, it's, um, yeah, it's an unbelievable year. And you mentioned Brisbane. West Coast, they absolutely, like, got flogged by Geelong the other week. But then, you know, over in, over in Western Australia, they've been unbeatable. So, right, right. you know, they thrashed, they thrashed Frio last week who have been playing some really good footy. And uh, then you've got the Sydney Swans who – started the season so well um they've dropped off a little bit but they beat your cats last week yes. so it's it is there's so many teams that could win the flag this year which makes it so exciting and well and, and your and, cats your cats as well 
Um, obviously, last night, a 63-point win against the Tigers. They've won three of their last yeah. four now. And, and they're starting to look really good, Craig. So Yes. I'm, it, it, yeah, it's a phenomenal season. If they get healthy, yes. It, but here's the thing, and I have said this on a previous episode. I said, and I still believe this, despite what happened this morning, until the vampire hunter comes in and drives a wooden stake through the Richmond vampire and kills it off. I'm not counting. I'm not counting the tigers out of anything. No way. There have been plenty. There have been plenty of times in the last four years where people have thought Richmond was done and they, they've, they've popped back up like Michael Myers in a Halloween movie and said, no, 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 no. The movie's not over yet. We're still coming for you. Uh, you know, it's, that's, uh, that's a great example. <laughs> it's, it's, I, you know, they were, you know, they, they were missing, you know, Dylan Grimes today. They were missing, uh, you know, Trent Cotchin didn't play today either. You know, it's, uh, Kyle you know, Lambert. yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, they're not, they're not out of this. Okay. Yeah. They're no, four and no. four right now. I, un, until it's the end of round 23 and they're number nine on the ladder, they're not out of it. No, definitely. Okay, not. so you know, yeah. and I and I and I posted something like that about that on Twitter today. I said, you know, I said, you know, cat supporters, I'm enjoying this win. I said, but you know, if you look at what happened basically in in the you know the fourth quarter of that game, you know, it's it's like the uh, it's like the Tigers. You know, they kind of they kind of pulled down their sails on their ship to make sure that you know that the that the ship didn't get you know crash on the rocks any more than it did. They kind of just. They kind of just floated out there for a while. They got the game over with. The Cats padded on a lot of extra points, worked on their percentage. But the Tigers aren't done yet. I mean, it's, you know, the Cats are going to see him again. You know, it's, uh, that that's, that's a good team. And they, and they play, you know, maybe Dusty had jet lag. I don't know. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I you're right. You can't you can't write them off at all. No, they're yeah. they're, they're, too, they're too good a side, and unfortunately, um, because it'd be nice to see Port or Geelong or a different seat up, a different team up there winning the flag this year. But yeah, you can't write them off. They're, they're too good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I had a couple other different types of questions for you here. Let's, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about a club coming to Tasmania. And if one comes to test, if they add a 19th team, you know, if they, if they don't tell, if they don't tell the kangaroos or Hawthorne, guess what? You're making the move, which, you know, their supporters are not going to want to have happen, but let's say they add a 19th team. Where are they going to put the 20th team to kind of balance out the, uh, the uh, fixture? So you don't have, you know, round one by weeks and round 23 by weeks. Where do you think they're going to put the other team? Yeah, it's, Really good question, actually. Uh, so I reckon I actually do like the idea. I mean, North Melbourne are already playing games in Tasmania. So, and their crowds are diminishing in their, their games in Melbourne. So I think actually amalgamating with Tasmania would be the perfect idea for, for the Kangaroos. I know the supporters wouldn't like that and want to go down as being a, a very popular decision at the moment. But the way the, where the Roos are travelling at this stage, um, and the amount of support they get in Tasmania, they love that footy in Tassie. Mm-hmm. One, and they keep talking about Tasmanian team in the AFL. Why not merge them with the Kangaroos? There's your 19th team. Perfect. And, and then in terms of 20th team, 
why not get, say, Northern Territory involved? Because there's so many great players that come out of the Northern Territory. Have, if not a standalone team with, with the Northern Territory, why not amalgamate them with another team that doesn't get maybe the support of so perhaps like a St Kilda or a Western Bulldogs or something like that? Um, this is completely outlandish. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of clubs that obviously you're not going to have a Collingwood, a Carlton, Essendon, a Richmond, they're, and Hawthorne. They're probably your, your biggest five sides in Victoria. But outside of that, your St Kilda's and Kangaroos and Bulldogs don't have that kind of support as other clubs, those bigger clubs do. So why not get them involved with another another state, say yeah, Northern Territory or Tassie, or maybe something like that? Okay, that's that's, that's yeah. yeah. I, 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 and I, I've been asking that question to a lot of people. I've had, I've had some people that said that, you know, maybe add in a 20th team and have them split time between uh, Darwin and Cairns. You know, play, have yeah. play half their games in each of those cities. Um, Don't mind that. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe even drop down and play a game, game or two in uh, Alice Springs. You know, possibly as well. I don't know. Um, so, Getting to, you know, I wanted to ask you kind of a couple of questions that are not necessarily related to footy, that type of thing, because it just kind of, kind of helps, you know, people learn a little bit about you there, but what, what motivates you? What gets, what gets you, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah, again, it sort of gets back to what we were talking about before. Um, at the moment, you know, my, my passion is with Legends, Legends with Bevo and, and obviously doing the ground announcing and, and all my media commitments so my plan is that hopefully one day that will be my full-time thing. So I'm hoping that either Legends of Bevo will be my full-time business or um, at least, you know, got enough sponsors to be able to live on it um, and not have to do a retail job. Um, that's the that's pipe dream one day. But obviously, you've got to pay the bills, don't you? So that's right, um, right. So my real passion is a bit like yourself, you know, like you enjoy teaching, but your passion outside of that is, is AFL, which is wonderful, and, and your podcast, which is going great. So I think it's really important in life to have passions outside of your work. And we spoke about this earlier, and I'm not, not criticising people at all because some people like to go to work and do their, their Monday to Friday jobs they might not necessarily enjoy. But then outside of that, like I've got one of my best mates who doesn't necessarily love his job, but then he loves to travel, you know, before the COVID situation anyway, he travel all around the world. So everyone has their own different interests in things. And But my passion is is not my my retail job. My passion is is everything outside of that. So my legends of Bevo and my other media commitments, that's what really motivates me. Okay. Does that sort of answer that question? No, that it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, it's... It, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought you might be might have even been answering that. Yeah. So who was yeah. your who was your dream guest on your podcast? Who's who's the who's the one you hope to get on that? Oh, that's easy. The one and only MJ. Uh, that's that would be that would be the ultimate, and I know it'd be just about impossible to get him. But just watching the last dance and. And bring back all those memories of being a Chicago Bulls fan as a kid, and okay. I don't sort of I don't follow the NBA as much anymore, um, mainly just because of time and what have you. But um, I just used to love watching MJ play, and we just saw the Last Dance that documentary how good yeah. he is. And there's always that argument of of who's better out of him, and um, I've just had a and, Pippen and yeah, Scotty Pippen, yeah, um, and obviously you know there's Magic Johnson, there's Larry Bird, there's there's so many 
me guns back in the day. Um, in terms of who's the greatest player of all time, it's it's always it's always a real difficult one, isn't it? So, right, right. But I, yeah, but I think um, I think it's MJ for me. So I think you're yeah, probably it's... right. <laughs> now, during the, yeah. during, I'm going to ask you to rack your brain here a little bit and dig into your memory bank here. Have you ever had a, or let me, I guess let me rephrase this here. Um, what has been like the most jaw-dropping moment during one of your interviews where you got an answer that you absolutely were not expecting, where it was like, holy mackerel, I wasn't expecting that from you. Oh, there's been so many of those situations. <laughs> uh, but probably... Uh... Just off the top of my head, because I've done so many interviews, it's hard to sort of pinpoint one in particular. But recently I chatted to uh, Patrick Yonker, who was an Olympian for Australia in 92 and 96 um, and was actually a teammate of Lance, Lance Armstrong's. And I was talking to him about Lance and he was really open about Lance and sort of said, you don't understand what a killer instinct is until you, you learn about the American way in terms of with, with Lance, the way he approached things. And mm -hmm. um, he had this killer instinct where he'd win at all costs. And, you know, in the end, he obviously took drugs and cheated to, to win Tour de France's. So I found that fascinating hearing from someone who knew him so well, but was so open about it. Um, so that was probably a jaw-dropping moment, just hearing like the Lance Armstrong just didn't care. He just wanted to win, even if it meant, doing things illegal that was probably a real jaw-dropping moment for me but again there's so many to i'd have to go back and think about but that would probably be one that really sticks in my mind at the moment craig okay that's yeah that that would be uh you know hearing that hearing about that because that you know that was international news of course but hearing about that from somebody who was so close to what was going on had to yeah. be really yeah had to be really uh really interesting yeah yeah so yeah so, because I was going to ask you before as well, um, I just had a had a name that I've, I should apologise to all the LeBron fans out there because LeBron James, so many people have that argument of LeBron James versus Jordan. Um, but I still think Jordan is better in that it was a tougher competition back in those days. I'm not saying the NBA is not tough now, but you just got to go back and watch the last dance and the way the, the Detroit Pistons used to just batter uh -huh. and smash him. You know, like I... I just can't imagine LeBron playing in a competition like that. And the way Jordan just carried himself and the, the man, we saw the other time as well, when I think he had food poisoning or the flu in a final and he mm -hmm. just came out and scored 40 points, you know, yeah. like um, I'm not discrediting LeBron because he's a superstar and amazing talent, but I think Jordan for me over LeBron. So um, as an American basketball fan yourself, what do you think on that one? Well, as much as it pains me to say it, I would probably go with uh, I would probably go with Michael Jordan. You know, I the uh, the Cleveland basketball team was was pretty darn good, and in many many instances, they were probably the second best team in the league during several years of Jordan's reign, and they just couldn't get past him in the conference finals, and it just you know so. Um, but yeah, I would say it's probably Jordan, and you know, and you know, LeBron James played in Cleveland, you know, about an hour away from here, for a number of years. Uh, but you know, you know, Michael Jordan, 
you know, stayed in with one club. Yeah, he, he ended up playing in Washington for a couple of years after his, after, you know, when he was much older, when he was not the impactful player that he was. But, you know, LeBron has, has in many ways, has kind of jumped around kind of chasing championships now. Yeah, you know, having you know having gone to Miami and come back to Cleveland and gone to Los Angeles and uh, it's uh, you know so his, his none of his rings are going to look like one another. You know Michael yeah, Jordan's Michael Jordan's <laughs> rings all have kind of like a similar a similar look to them. There's going to be a, that logo is going to look the same on all six or six hundred <laughs> of them. I don't know how many he won, but um, you know, LeBron. You know it's like okay, we got a, a couple of Miami Heat's, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and you know, maybe he's going to have to go play with, you know, some other team and try to fill out the one hand uh, and win a championship <laughs> with somebody else. Then I don't know. Uh, if you could change one rule in footy, what would you change it to? What would you change? Ooh. Change one rule. Uh, I actually think, one I've actually heard a few people say this before about kicking backwards because I like a lot of supporters love to see high scoring competitive games of footy we, we don't want to see congested games with there's low scores and things like that because mm-hmm. I know that's there's so many coaches now these days so it's really hard to control whereas back in the 80s and 90s there wasn't many coaches so you'd see a lot more one-sided or sorry, more high-scoring sort of games of footy where at one end you'd see Ablett kicking 14 goals and Paul Salmon kicking 10 for Essendon, which you don't see obviously as much these days. Um, I think there's been one bag of 10 this year, which is Josh Bruce against the Roots. Right. So, yeah, so it's changed a lot from that perspective. But um, I think going backwards, if not not allowed to kick kick backwards, would maybe make the game a bit more free, like free-flowing and more open as well. So that's... That's probably a rule that I changed a little bit. I think. So you um, mean you mean yeah. no kicking backwards at all, or it would not be a mark? Yeah, it wouldn't be a mark exactly. Okay, okay. Play, play on, yeah. Okay. Because what teams, a lot of teams do now is they try and maintain possession. Mm-hmm. Where so if you weren't able to kick backwards and it was play on, then it's going to make the gap, like players play on more, and then hopefully make the contest a bit more open and more free flowing and more high scoring. So, and I think if they did that, they, they're they're going to have to bump the interchanges back up, though. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, back, yeah because back up we're to seventy-five. So injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? The game is yeah. so fast and so good to watch, but yeah, the injuries is a concern, that's for sure. So, um, do you like the medical sub rule? <sighs> you know, I, I don't even know if they had to have it be called a medical sub rule, or if they could have just had, you know, five players on the interchange. Yeah. You know, what, what's what's the you know why not just say we're going to have five players on the interchange now instead of uh, you know having instead of having the medical sub because that way you know Ad, Adelaide sub last week might have or two weeks ago might have been dressed. <laughs> <That's unleashed. laughs> yeah. You know that was just that was amateur hour, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they have yeah. they've got forty plus players on their list. If he was already injured which from what it sounds like he was, you know, it's okay. Bring him along to bring him along to, to Tasmania to watch the game. Cause he's a veteran. He's part of the lead, You know, he's part of your leadership, if you will, in the club, but get a kid down there that, you know, that, you know, you can maybe coach up during the course of the game, even if he's not playing that's in uniform, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that still staggers me that instant. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know they have cameras in the in the changing rooms. I would have loved to have heard audio of Tom Lynch because I, I mean, is he going in there, you know, getting his boots out and his, you know, socks and his ankles wrapped, just like. Gosh darn it! I didn't think I was going to have to play today. Why did that guy have to get hurt? I mean, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that would have been some great audio. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, and, and that's first of all, that's that's amazing. That they even have cameras in there. I mean, that is just uh, that's kind of cool that they that they do that. But you know, Jordan Nagoe doesn't think so after he got caught with his phone a couple weeks ago, though. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> so, a couple of things here, you know. Uh, these are kind of off the, the footy path here, but this is just kind of, I like to ask this kind of question to kind of get to know the, the folks that I'm, I'm talking with here. Uh, what movie or TV show would you say everybody needs to watch? I'd have to say The Hangover. Just such a, such a good movie. So funny. Characters were hilarious. Um, such a, such a story that I guess I can relate to a little bit with my mates, just, um, being a bit loose and silly and I'd probably be the guy they'd leave on the roof the Doug of the group so. <laughs> okay I, I love that movie so <laughs> I I do have a copy of that when I watched it once I, I mean I haven't gone back and watched it I know there were a couple of sequels to it I haven't seen those yeah, okay hilarious yeah, yeah. it's just so, so I like the stupid movies where you don't have to think too much Okay. So maybe maybe okay. just sums up my sums up my mentality. I don't know. But. Oh, well, okay. Well, let, let's let let's go this direction then. You, we we now we're going back to kind of your your morning radio here, and we're kind of tying it into your podcast here. Okay, uh, you're you're hosting your own music festival, music with Bevo. Okay, Ooh. three artists are performing. Who's performing at your music festival? Bands or, or uh, just uh, could be could be could be a solo artist could be. could be a band who basically who are you listening who are you listening to the most who do you like the most? So as a kid, I always loved Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, so I have to I'd have to have Blink in there. Um, the second band, um, it's really sad the passing of of Chester a few years back because I loved Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. I saw them live a few times. I was very lucky enough to see them live and and they were just unbelievable. Like their energy on the stage and you know the collaboration between Chester and um I've just had a mental blank of the the singer with him. Um no I can't remember his name but um like they just Lincoln Park absolutely amazing and probably I've, I've been lucky enough to see the Fooies, Foo Fighters on okay. a few occasions. Okay. And Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins, unbelievable. Like the, the talent of those two guys, you know, like obviously Taylor's an amazing drummer, but he can really sing too. And there's been times where you watch the Foo Fighters live in concert and Dave plays the drums while Taylor sings. And I think they did Under Pressure um, back in, the, I think it was a few years back when they came over here to High, uh, Cooper Stadium. And that was just one of the best things I've ever seen. So yeah, Lincoln cool. Park, the Foo Fighters, and Blank One Eighty Two. A special mention to another one who who passed way too soon. Actually, two people that passed way too soon. Number one, Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. Incredible, incredible voice, incredibly talented. And the other one is Chris Cornell. 
Yeah, from two, Soundgarden. Just, yeah. Yeah, just two amazingly talented musicians gone way too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, but I could p- probably list about two or three others, but they're, they're sort of the, the real bands that I've those liked the over ones, the years. Those are yeah. the ones you'd want. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not a bad list. Not a bad list. <laughs> Is that your sort of music taste as well? Uh, you know, I'm, I am all over the map. I can, I, I can very, I can easily go from, <clears throat> I can go from Frank Sinatra to Slipknot, and not and not miss a beat. I love you know, Slipknot. Yeah, they I can, awesome. Yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> you know, I, uh, and I, and I listen to you know, kind of anything in between and in between those types of things as well. I mean, I, I, I still to this day still can you know thank my mom. I got uh, for my twelfth birthday. It came out two days before my birthday. Alice Cooper goes to hell from my mom for my twelfth birthday. So, <laughs> isn't that funny? It's yeah. like my music taste is a bit the same as yours. Like I, I, I just love sort of chilled out sort of music. You know, Boyce Avenue who do covers, they're amazing. And uh, in Australia, you've got bands like Cold Chisel, um, mm-hmm. Jimmy Barnes, one of the best you know musicians of all time. Um, and local local SA boy as well, funny enough. And and then, yeah, like you, I've gone and seen Slipknot before a couple of times who are just out of this world, yeah. amazing. And then you've got someone who's the lead singer of Slipknot, Corey, Corey Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Who's Stone just Sour. got the most amazing. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. He's got the most incredible voice. He's just on stage with Slipknot. He's like, you know, real scary as the mask and whatever. Right, and then, right. Then he comes, comes off as this amazing, like, solely musician and, and mm-hmm. like you said with stone sour just so different you wouldn't even think it's the same person yeah and yeah. i just love that that's what i just love about music as well so yeah i, I i've been yeah. listening i've been listening a lot lately because you know having spotify it's really cool to be able to just find different things to listen to uh i've been listening to a lot of indigenous musicians oh, right. like the like a, a group and I don't think they're still making music a group called the Pagram brothers. Um, and then there's another guy who just had a new, new song that just showed up on my, on my phone yesterday. Uh, indigenous gentleman by the name of Glenn, Sco- like Scoothorpe. He's kind of does a, a country type music, but it's, you know, he's, he's somebody from, I believe West Australia, I believe is where he's from. Um, but just some, you know, I, it's just, and, you know, and I'll play stuff like that, you know, in the back, when my kids are working on stuff in my classroom, I'll put stuff like that on and I'll, you know, I'll play different types of music. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, I put on a, uh, a playlist from Spotify that was like Viking music and it scared the kids and scared some of my kids. Cause it was basically, it's like, you know, we're going to come invade the classroom kind of stuff. It's just really ominous music. And they, they were a little nervous about it. So I changed that up for them. So, uh, yeah. Um, I've got three or four more questions here for you because I know you've got uh, you've got to get to the footy today, and uh, I might go to bed. I might go to bed sometime soon here. Uh, so, what what prized possession have you hung on to since you were a little kid? Never been asked that question before. Uh, well, that's a good. Maybe thing not though. so much. Um, not so much when. I guess uh, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing telling you this, but you know, when, when, when I was a kid, I used to love teddy bears. So I've still got teddy bears from when I was a kid and I've got stories. So believe it or not, as a child, I used to love writing stories and I have done a bit of 
bit of writing for the NBL and, and the AFL and mm-hmm. also um, other sports as well. So I have done a bit of content writing in recent years, uh, sometimes do reviews for movies and documentaries and things like that. So um, ever since I was young, I've always enjoyed writing and, and I've actually got stories still kept from when I was a kid that I used to just love writing stories and stuff like that. So, so yeah, stories and teddy bears, probably the, a couple of things. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. It's uh, you know, <laughs> now you and your you and your wife do not have any children as of yet. No, not yet. No. Okay, so yeah. those are the kinds of things that that when you do have kids, one you're gonna you're gonna love to, to share those those teddy bears with your kids, and yeah. two and two. When they're old enough, and I don't know the type of stories, but when they're old enough to hear the type of stories, you're probably going to share those with them too. Exactly right. So th- there's yeah. not, there's nothing wrong with hanging out of those kinds of things. I mean, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, nobody listening to this podcast right now is laughing because a grown man said he hung on to teddy bears. Nobody's laughing. Okay, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> maybe one, maybe one person's laughing. <laughs> uh, well, people know that people know that I'm a clown anyway. So, oh, well, that's, that's all good. Yeah, that's. So, uh, do you have a, uh, when you're out traveling, because as you, as you said, you travel from store to store, that type of thing. Uh, do you have a, uh, like a favorite, like non-sports podcast that you listen to? Do you have any, anything like that that you listen to? Or do you listen to pretty much all sports podcasts or music or? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't actually listen to a great deal of podcasts, even though I know I should, but um, I just listen, like listening to spotify and my own okay. music and 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 the radio as well like um just playing different tunes and and i'm a bit old school like that we have a radio station here in adelaide called triple m and my radio is just on triple m all the time because they play oh they did this thing yesterday craig it was unbelievable um they actually played a whole day of music uh from like nine o'clock till three o'clock uh, which was just all acoustics and oh cool i was I was in my element. It was just like, you know, Foo Fighters, the bands we talked about before, like, mm-hmm. I think Lincoln Park, it's just, you name it, Bruce Springsteen. It was just all the amazing artists around the world over the years doing different covers of, of covers and acoustic versions of their songs. And it's just out of this world. And so, yeah, I, I was a bit, a bit old school like that. I just like listening to the radio. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got a few playlists that I've put together on, on Spotify, but I, I do tend to i I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Okay, you know, I, I I've I've really gotten into that genre. Um, I mean, there's several footy podcasts that I enjoy listening to, uh, but there I do listen to mostly true crime stuff. It's uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's just that's maybe it's a little morbid, but uh, so <laughs> what what's on your bucket list for this year? Now that COVID is pretty much uh, on its way out, what do you hope to get done this year? Yeah, really just want to try and find some more partners for Legends with Bevo. Um, and, you know, ideally it'd be nice to sort of be like we spoke about before. Um, I'm hoping that one day I can just make that my only or my full-time business and uh-huh. not have to do a retail job as, you know, it's just because th- that's my passion. I want to be spending all the time on my passion rather than sort of working a retail job. Um, I know you have to pay the bills, but so the more partners I can get for Legends in Bevo, um, and also there's a couple of shows that I'm looking to start as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that one day Legends of Bevo, Legends of Bevo will be like a, a multimedia 
multi-million dollar media company like Maguire Media or something like that. That's the pipe dream anyway. Okay. Or that, okay. or that I can be the next Graham Norton or someone like that where I have my own talk show like a Mike Sheehan where I interview people on TV and uh, something like that. So there's a few different ideas I've got. But oh. I feel like, like yourself, I feel like interviewing people is my skill and I just love hearing people's stories and everyone has a story. Regardless of who it is, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a, the highest profile person in the world. You know, like next week I'm interviewing a couple of guys, one guy from the local fire, fire department here and another guy who's um, survived a, you know, a, a serious accident and got brain injury, but now going around South Australia and talking to young kids about the importance of road safety and you okay. know, just little things like that. Like, I think it's so fascinating to hear people's stories and another fire fire brigade member i had a sort of a few months back i found his story so fascinating you know he he fought the serious fires here uh, that we had in south australia mm -hmm. um only a couple or a year or two ago and just hearing what it was like being on the front line and just the amazing bravery of these guys and girls like just i just love love hearing people's stories and that's what i love about legends of bevo and i'm sure you're the same with your podcast as well yeah so um yeah i i I definitely, definitely feel that way as well. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest pet, pet peeve? What just bugs you? Uh, rude people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, especially being in the supermarket retail and, you know, like it seems like since COVID, people have just become less and less patient and like manners have gone out the window because the amount of times that you're, you help people out and they don't say thank you and, it's almost like they look down on people that are filling the shelves, even though if we're not doing our jobs, then you're not going to have any stock in your shelves. So I, I think people, I just find rude people is one of my biggest pet peeves and especially on the roads as well. I can't stand it when you let people in, you do the right thing and they don't even wait to acknowledge yeah. that. That's, they're just a couple of things I really find as pet peeves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Last two questions I have for you here. Sure. Uh, and I, I saw this question on Twitter and I've asked it in a couple of other interviews. I really like this question. Okay. No, <laughs> I love the fact you, that you've thought about these questions. You're, you're, you're going to um, like this one too, that, I think. You, and the you people are, that are listening out there um, don't actually, they probably wouldn't know that I didn't know your questions before this interview. So no, I, I, I didn't. Well, let's, let's be honest. I finished writing the list. Yeah. Uh, at about 11 o'clock tonight, about a half an hour before we started <laughs> here. Amazing. So I was, no. and I, and, and I will be honest with you at about seven 30 tonight, the document was still blank. So I, I wrote all this stuff tonight because it was just, well, you've yeah, done well. I was just, I, I came well. home and I just kind of, <laughs> it was a long week and I sat down. And I was like, I don't have anything written down yet. Do I, I better get my, I better get going here. You know? And I, and I went down a couple rabbit holes on YouTube and watched a couple videos and then I turned the television off here. Okay, so if you are in a room with all with all of the people that you have met in the world, who would be the only one that you look for? Uh, are we talking about in person or, or just my interviews like on Zoom? No, it could be no, no this could be this could be anybody. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be all the people that you've met. Who are you looking for in that room? Because if it was, if I could say someone that I've chatted to for on Legends of Bevo, like via Zoom, 
Mm-hmm. Would that be allowable? Or does that that would be, be okay. Like? That would be okay. I, I, you know, for example, I asked this, I asked this question for the first time with uh, Narrowly Meadows and, yeah. and she, her answer was like instantaneous. It was, you know, it was, and I can't remember her friend's name, but she, it was her best friend who she okay. said that they're like sisters. And it was, it was like that it was that quick. The answer came back to me. I was like, well, you didn't have to think about that. She said, no, I didn't. Not at all. <laughs> well, if, that, if that's the, if that's the case, I'll go with I'll go with mum. Okay, well, it could. Been, yeah. Go ahead, because she's been, you know, she's been there my whole life and yeah. been my, my rock and been amazing. Uh, obviously, the wife in more recent years, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just have to say mum because you know there's been times where I've been doing it tough interstate, being homesick and stuff when I was living in Melbourne, and um, you know she's always been there as as a supporter and and it was never sometimes as we do with everyone and friends and family we we have our ups and downs with fights and arguments and things like that um and i could be a frustrating person at times but no she's been <laughs> she's always been there for me so i'd have to say mum. okay that's yeah. that's a, that's a great answer you know i you know i i and i've i don't know i I'm, i don't have to answer because it wasn't asked of me because i'm not the person <laughs> being interviewed here but i i don't i'd have to think about it it I was thinking it would yeah. probably probably be one of my grandfathers, uh, awesome. you know, because I I was fortunate enough. You know, I I live in the town where I I grew up. I actually in my my one set of grandparents lived the next street over from where I live, and you know the house I grew up in is about eight blocks from where I where my wife and I live now. So, you know, we're it's it's yeah we're kind of we're kind of here. So last That's question cool. last question for you here. What are you going to call your autobiography? About the story about my life, you mean? Or yeah, what what is what is your the story of your life going to be called? Uh, <laughs> these questions are amazing, and I've never been asked some of these before. That's what's that's what's uh, made me really think. So good questions, Craig. Uh, so I'd have to say. Oh, you have to give me a bit of time to think about this one. <laughs> um, well, I'd have to, it'd have to be something like, you know, I'm the sort of person where I like to make people laugh. Um, I'm naturally a bubbly person, but I'm always getting myself. Um, what, okay, here we go. I've got it. What about the mischievous life of Evan Jones? There you go. That's good. That's, 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 that's kind of that's kind of like the Walter Mitty book. The, <laughs> what is it? The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's not bad. That's not because, bad. And and like I said, I've only just literally just uh, had to think of this now. But I'm always getting myself in mischief, whether I'm saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things. Uh, you'll see my interview that I mentioned before with Sam Mack tomorrow night. You know, like I'm always doing things that most people wouldn't do. You know working at hen's nights, um, doing life drawing modeling to pay the bills, just, just silly things like that to what, pay the bills. What, wait, what was that? <laughs> I was a, I was a life drawing model. So, you know, when they, when you go to art class and you're uh-huh. standing there basically in the nude and people are drawing you. So I've done uh-huh. that before. Okay. Yeah. Different. Huh? And then, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I tried that once and the school shut down. <laughs> 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 or, uh, but or if it'd be you, amazing the things you have to do to pay the bills and when i was studying full-time wow. i was just 
I was almost a full-time model. So I'd do art schools. I was end up working at Hensel Huts and things like that. So it's amazing how much money you can make from doing this. <laughs> and yeah, and most most people would, when I tell people that their reactions are exactly like that, they're like, "What?" Have you ever have you have you ever told that to anybody before? Lots of people. When, okay. When I was, okay. Yeah. When I was in the Riverlands, when I was doing my show um, as a solo announcer, I also appeared uh, on the FM station there, um, and basically it was it was actually called Bevo's Bedtime Stories. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and, and and my stories were were about like hens nights and and oh the host or the, the male and female hosts uh, Paige and Johnny shout out to them like they were just they were in hysterics it was amazing so wow <laughs> when, when you and your wife have kids don't start off with those stories okay. no, no, <laughs> wait a wait a while wait a while and tell tell those stories to your grandkids and then, and yeah. then let then let your kids straighten those out and go oh no no I don't know what I was thinking I'm old I forget things I just made that up I don't that never happened, but uh, yeah, I was I was thinking the, the modeling thing there. Have you ever seen the movie Jaws? You know where they yeah, where they was... said we're gonna we're gonna need a bigger boat. Sure, some, yeah. somebody somebody at the school where I was said we're gonna need a bigger paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's I've 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 shocked you there, haven't I? That I I've never you said it, there, you've never been asked several questions like this and i've never remember i asked you about the jaw dropping you know question there that was <laughs> yeah i was not expecting that at all yeah it was uh i just stood around naked for people to draw me yeah that's, okay. that's pretty much it man. that's uh yeah and made a living out of it did, did you do pretty did you, did you do pretty well yeah, uh... it was actually it was actually good, and I still get offers to do them now, but I'm not allowed to because I'm a married man. My wife doesn't want me standing there in front of all these girls. So, well, yeah. you know, maybe yeah, and I'm just putting this out here, then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> maybe you tell her, you know what? I have this passion of you know this media empire here, and if I did this, then I wouldn't have to do this retail job, and I could do I could do this. <laughs> and make make money doing that then i could spend time doing this you know in fact maybe they would it would even let you multitask and stand there and interview one of them holding the microphone and the earphones talking to them while you're while you're there in the buff and maybe uh, so a lot drawing legends in bevo have you, have you ever stopped and, have you ever stopped and thought i wonder how many living rooms my 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 tuchus is hanging up in yet to this day. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, who, who knows, mate? Who knows? <laughs> have you? And I guess I have to ask this follow-up: Have you run into anybody from those art classes that said, "I remember you"? <laughs> uh, not, not particularly. But um, I have sort of seen like girls out and about, and they've sort of like done a bit of a a smile giggle kind of thing like oh we remember you and stuff like that so um and i have actually believe it or not i have i have been to art schools where there have been people i know drawing me male and female so uh -huh. there you go yeah that's uh, it's at first it's a bit of a laugh but then after a few minutes you just become a bit of a shape and you're hey let's be honest craig without me they wouldn't be able to do their courses so well, that's true that's true yeah they need a model that's true so, yeah, because you can't you can't you can't use a mannequin all the time. 
Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I just love talking about it because wow. exactly like you, people's reactions are just priceless. And, yeah, that um, is. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why my, my autobiography, uh, The Mischievous, the mischievous yes. Life of Bevan Jones is uh-huh. actually a, yes. it's, it's a good one. Um, There's legs in that. You know what? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking it maybe could, and, and I, this euphemism, I don't think it's maybe used as much in Australia as the United States, but uh, um, maybe it could be, you know, you know, Bevo, my junk is your junk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. (laughs) Oh, well, we better wrap it up there, man, because this is, this is going down the rabbit hole and it's, uh, it's it's out of control. Yeah. It's 20 minutes until two in the morning here. And I, I've been up now for, I've been up now for almost 21 hours. So, I'm I'm ready yeah, to go to get bed. Some sleep, buddy. Yeah, I've, I've got to get up in about four hours and let, let the dogs out. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my guest uh, in in all his glory uh, has been uh, Bevan Jones, the uh, the host of uh, hell. I don't even remember the name of his show. <laughs> Legends, Legends of Bevo. <laughs> I'm made or, you speechless. Or, or the or the the legend of Bevo, it could be, I guess. <laughs> Bevan, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know we've been working on getting this together for a while. Um, you know, we, I think we may have to sit down and, and possibly, you know, you know, maybe readdress some of the things we had talked about before. Because I, yeah, you know, this th- it may be something we have to we have to think about. Uh, I think I think uh, I think we could definitely have a podcast. Um, I, I love the the Aussie and the Yank talking footy. Yeah, this would be. I think this might be something that we might have to to figure out how to fit it into the schedule. I just, uh, I actually just got uh, the dates for all of my announcing uh, gigs for this year that start in early August and run through like the middle of October. Um, so I've got uh, several nights a week where I do or I'm announcing football games from like grade seven all the way up through our our high school team and that sort of thing and then our soccer games as well but uh we'll have to talk about this because i think uh if we're gonna laugh like this then i think maybe it's something we should be talking about then so, i agree cool yeah again bevan thanks so much for coming on i appreciate it this was a, this was a lot of fun um you know i absolutely this, last night this this, this this was only tea in this cup okay this was there was nothing else in there actually a little bit of honey there was a little honey left in there but that was uh and, I, and that's all i had left here for the last five minutes was the honey that was stuck to the bottom of the cup so that was <laughs> so i didn't get i didn't get up to get another drink there so uh again thanks for coming on man this was a lot of fun uh i i'm i'm glad to have met you finally on here we've been trading messages on on linkedin and on facebook for quite some time uh i hope you had fun with this tonight too oh it was a, it was a blast thanks so much mate. Okay. And, uh, thanks for having me on and uh make sure you wave during the game today uh, you're gonna be the one <laughs> now i i guess before you go do you own a prison bars guernsey i do actually i was lucky Good. enough to get um a sample Port Guernsey last year, so um, you should have told me, about I could have, I could have had it, I could have had it up on display for the interview, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Is that yeah. now? Will you are you allowed? Are you as a fan allowed to wear it to the game? Even you know, is that okay with Eddie yes. McGuire? Yeah, as fans, we can do what we want. Okay, so. I didn't know if that yeah, would make be, Eddie mad or not. Prison, 
there'd be a lot of prison bars tonight for sure. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Well, hey, enjoy the game, man. Thanks a bunch for coming on. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, mate. Love your work and uh, we look forward to speaking again soon. Thanks a bunch. Friends, I hope you had as much fun listening to that as uh, I had, and I think we both had during the discussion. A lot of laughs. Uh, trust me, you don't want to see me uh, working at any kind of an, an art school, okay? Uh, to quote, uh, or to paraphrase Captain Quint from Jaws, actually it would be Roy Scheider's character. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. The uh, the police chief. Uh you're going to need a bigger canvas. <laughs> so I almost wish we had a recording of the conversation that took place before the interview began, because we talked for a good half an hour, 40 minutes before we began recording. And there was so much laughter, so many different things that we got into during that discussion that, that it almost makes me wish that I had secretly hit record and was able to edit some of those things in there. And I would never do that to a guest. So if you're contemplating being a guest on the show, I would not do that to you. But uh, Bevan, Thanks for coming on the podcast tonight, or should I say this morning. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to talk with you, and I'm sure that we'll be talking again very soon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got an idea for a show topic, or if you think you know somebody who would be a great guest, maybe again it's you, I'd love to hear for, from you. You can go ahead and leave, leave me a voicemail on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can leave me a DM on Twitter. You can shoot me an email, or you can reach out on my Facebook or Instagram pages at yankonthefooty. Remember that while you can find all of the episodes of my podcast at yankonthefooty.com, you can find it on your favorite podcast provider as well. And that's one of the great things about the website is that you, if you like the podcast, you can actually go in and subscribe to it right from the website. So you don't have to, you don't have to listen to it on the website. There are links to about six or eight different podcast hosting uh, platforms there where you can go ahead and listen right there and subscribe right there if you haven't done so already. Again, they're also available on my YouTube channel. Just search for my name, Craig Wessels. Now that you've listened, I hope you'd consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts or on my website. It lets uh, me know what I need to work on. It lets me know what's going well. Uh, and it also allows me to share with other people what unsolicited, other than asking you to leave a review, I'm not telling you what to write on there, uh, what other people think about the show and what I can then share with people and then might entice them to give it a listen as well. And remember, you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com as well as on Twitter at yank underscore on and Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. You can again find the podcast on YouTube by searching out my name, Craig Wessels. Folks, I want to thank you for listening. And while we're fans of our clubs, deep down we're fans of a game that we all love and that's the game of footy. Now, for those of you who are listening in the United States or in Canada, thankfully, footy is back, at least partially anyway. We're getting three to four games uh, on FS2 and maybe FS1 during the course of the week. Other games showing up on Fox Soccer Plus as well. Check out the website, afana.com, to get those schedules. Great resource there. If you decide you want to get the Watch AFL app, I would strongly consider you doing that either through the USAFL website uh, or through Afana or if you have a club that you want to be a member of. And by all means, you should consider doing that. If you love the game, you're probably going to select one of the 18 clubs to be your club. You can become an international member for that club and actually get a little bit of uh, swag with your club as well and then get the membership 
which gives you the access to the Watch AFL app. So if you're considering getting it, and if, if you love the game here, you don't know what you're missing as far as the other programming, okay? Whether it be watching AFL Tonight or 360 or Bounce or On the Couch, which is one of the you know great shows where they discuss the games and look at the, uh, the big picture items that are going on during the course of the game. And again, remember here in the States, Australian Rules Football, it's why they invented the DVR. Ladies and gents, again, I want to thank you so very much. I do ask that you share a link to the podcast or share the website with your friends and family out on your social media. That would be absolutely fantastic. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Remember, if you want to help out the podcast, check out the Buy Me a Coffee page or the uh, storefront page. You get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a couple stickers to represent the podcast. And if you got one of those stickers, send me a picture so I can share it out on my social media. Okay? And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I wish you the best, and may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode number 92 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to the yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy or everything you need for the podcast at a yank on the footy.com. I hope you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. <laughs>